When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going live. We'll do it live. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. It's Wednesday, gentlemen. It's a day brimming with potential and positivity, reminding us that no matter how the week began, we can turn it around and make it truly remarkable. You know, doesn't that give you the warm and fuzzies? (laughs) Can I get a hell yeah? Smash that like button and scream out loud, hell yeah, when you do it. Anybody? Nobody? Okay. Mm. This coffee tastes good in one of these mugs, guys. Coffee tastes good in one of these mugs. You guys see my mug? Yeah. Merch.comeonmanpod.com. All right. <laughs> what the hell is everybody up to this fine YouTube day? That's right. It's a fine YouTube day, gentlemen. If you are in the live chat, you best be sounding off today. We're going to be talking about advice for your sons today. Could also be advice for your daughters as well, but that tends to get more complicated in my opinion, especially when it comes to red pill advice. So perhaps we can just talk about that in a different episode. We'll talk about red pill advice for daughters in a different episode. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about advice for our sons. And before I get too far in depth, I, I don't mention it enough, but a great resource on this topic is Aaron Clary's Dad You Never Had course. Uh, in my opinion, it's a great course. It's about 12 hours long. You could find it at the link in my description. Just be sure to, cl- uh, be sure to uh, click the button that says view all products when you click his link because it takes you to uh, Aaron Clary's page on Teachable and that has all of his courses uh, and they're all great courses, but the dad you never had is particularly relevant uh, to this discussion. So check out that course. It's well worth the money. Like I said, it's like 12 hours long. He and I did a whole episode about it. So you guys could go back and, and check that out if you want to really know what's what's in that course. Uh, another great resource on this topic is Rolo's third book, Positive Masculinity. Uh, that is Rolo's book for parents looking through a red pill lens. Um, I highly recommend that book. It's a really good one. With that all the way, the main things I'm going to be talking about is pretty much everything I wish I knew when I was 18. That happens to be the working title of the book that I'm working on. Some of it, particularly uh, the chapter chapters on dating, spinning plates, LTRs, and marriage, and starting a family could all be classified, you know, as red pill because I do look at that stuff through a, through a red pill lens. Um, but there's more in this book though. Uh, than just stuff about women. So the advice isn't necessarily red pill advice per se, but makes for a great title of the live stream, doesn't it? (laughs) Woo! Mm. It's all good advice though. It's all good advice. But if you think about red pill being about specifically sexual dynamics and sexual strategy for men, then some of these topics that don't really fall into those categories. You know what I mean? But it's all good advice for your kids to know. Uh, before we get into that, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, let's see here. 
Be sure to join me live for these every Wednesday and Friday mornings. I'm live at 10 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube every every Wednesday and Friday mornings. I'm also live usually on TikTok, but that's just to get you guys to go over to YouTube. Go on over to YouTube. It's a much better experience. <laughs> and tap that like button, guys. Tap, tap the screen. I'm trying to get up to 1,000. Okay. So join me for these every Wednesday and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Other than that, be sure to like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Drop a comment. Any comment will do, especially if you're in the live right now. If you guys are watching live right now and you're quiet, you are wrong. Okay, you are wrong. We got beef, <laughs> as Pearl says, right? We got beef if you're not commenting and you're in the live right now. Uh, but if you're watching on the replay, drop a comment below. Any, uh, any Your favorite emoji doesn't matter. It all helps boost us in the algorithm. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description I'm on all the different platforms. I have two accounts on TikTok. This is my backup account, actually, because my main account is totally shadow banned. So <laughs> uh, let's see here. If you guys are watching live right now and you want to support the show, send a super chat. Super chats could be sent for like a dollar. That really helps support the show quite a bit. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I'll send you some free stickers for your troubles. If you like those designs, they're also available as merch as well. Yesterday, Teespring sends me a notification that they removed my red pill hats from the uh, from the store. And I was like, what the hell? So I appealed it uh, and they, they actually restored it. They're like, oh, our apologies, you know, but I was like, what the hell, man? Uh, so that's bullshit, but get them before they ban them again. <laughs> Uh, that's at merch.comeonmanpod.com. Check out my Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. If you've ever watched the movie The Secret, uh, which is a great movie, and I've watched it uh, several times. I've read dozens of books on the subject. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the Law of Attraction, but a lot of people are turned off by the Law of Attraction because they think it's magical thinking. They think it's woo-woo magic. You know, they, they, they think it's, you know, they think about vibrations, right? They get lost in the weeds about the why it works instead of the fact that it just works, right? It doesn't matter why it works. It just works. So I came up with a course and I was like, well, there's basically three explanations for it, right? There's a psychological one, there's a spiritual one, and there's a quantum theory one. Well, why don't we just get rid of the spiritual one for all the atheists and agnostics and guys that are just, you know, they're not very spiritual, Let's get rid of the quantum theory stuff because it's so hard to explain. A lot of people can't wrap their minds around it, right? Like we sort of live in a, uh, a uh, what's it called? A, 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 a what's, what, am, what am I trying to think of here? Uh, Isaac Newton, was he, was he the, the father of? Was he the, come on, it's, it's early in the morning. Help me out here. What's Isaac Newton the father of? Physics, right? Physics. <laughs> I need that coffee. Isaac Newton's the father of physics, right? That's how our minds work. We think about everything in the, in the physical realm. We think about physics. Well, quantum theory basically blows a lot of the, 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 the laws of physics out of the water, right? And so it's hard for us to wrap our minds around. Therefore, it's hard to explain to people that don't understand quantum theory. So I got rid of that. It just broke it down into psychology. Easy to explain, easy, actionable information on how you can use the law of attraction today, start changing your life, right? And so the way I explain it, it's not magic at all. It's just psychology. And um, you'll change your life if you take that course. And then finally, 
get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man pod. You can join for as little as $10. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to host monthly happy hour hangouts. The first hangout gentlemen is tomorrow night, tomorrow night, 7 PM Eastern time. If you join the Patreon, you can, you can get on it. Uh, my premium, a lot of my premium Patreon members have already confirmed. So there's guys coming. I've invited the uh, 3% Brotherhood to join for this first one. So hopefully it's a good turnout. But um, if you're if you're thinking about doing it, if you don't have a good group of, of guys to come and chop it up with, get on the Patreon. It's only like 10 bucks a month. Think of it like the cover charge to your favorite club. Okay. And then it's it's just it's just dudes. It's a good group of dudes to bring your problems to because guess what, guys? Women don't care about your problems. All right. Don't bring your woman, your problems, bring it to the boys. You could do that with the Patreon at the monthly happy hour hangout. I'll play a commercial for that. And then we'll get to the topic at hand today. Let me see if I could find this commercial. Here it is. Are you tired of holding back your thoughts and opinions? Ready to let loose with like-minded men? Introducing the ultimate monthly video-based happy hour for men. Join us for an exclusive unfiltered experience where you can talk about women, cars, movies, and anything else on your mind. Best of all, it's not recorded and there's no censorship. You can freely speak your mind without any worries. All you have to do is join my Patreon at tier number one, and you'll gain access to this one-of-a-kind gathering. Visit patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. That's patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. Or click the link in the description. It's like the good old days when men would get together and talk about man stuff without being bothered by women. Sometimes guys just need a good group of men to hang out with. It's good for our mental health. Don't miss out on the camaraderie and conversation. Join us today and let your voice be heard. Visit my Patreon page and sign up now. Cheers to freedom of speech and great company. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right. I'm going to be playing this for pretty much this whole duration, just so you guys don't forget about that. Because tomorrow night, tomorrow night is the first happy hour hangout. I want a good turnout for that. Come and chop it up with a good group of dudes. Speaking of good group of dudes, Glenn Lawrence is not a good group of dudes. This jabroni, look at this. He says, and there is the one I use. And you'll find out at Summer Smash when I drop the people's elbow on your bald head, jabroni. You know what? You know what? He's talking. He's talking about this, guys. He's talking about the World Manosphere Championship, okay? And I have it. I have it, daddy. And you can come and try to take it from me, from my cold, dead hands, Glenn Lawrence. But I'm not giving this up easily. I'm not giving this up easily. You got to earn this, baby. All right. Oh, man. Some uh, some MGTOW guys on Twitter, they, they think it's about a debate. It's not a debate. I'm going to powerbomb his ass through a table. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jose Luis, fat to fit. He's driving and listening. Hey, thanks for tuning in, brother. Thanks for tuning in. All right. <clears throat> so your dad looking for red pill advice for your son, huh? Well, in my opinion, just like any adult man, you can, you can tell your kids stuff, but 
they are going to have to want the information before they apply it. Sad, sad. <laughs> Louise says, wrestling nerds unite. Oh, God. Okay. Also, don't forget that teenagers, they think they know everything already, right? It's hard to teach someone something when their cup is full. They have to empty their cup first. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mm, speaking of cups. <laughs> I actually, uh, so I'm going to be talking a lot about my, my upcoming book today, right? And the, uh, the introduction chapter talks about how ironic it is, right? Because the book is titled Everything I Used to, or Everything I Wish I Knew When I Was 18. But if I was 18 years old trying to tell myself this stuff, I wouldn't have listened because I thought I knew everything already, right? You were 18 once. You probably thought you knew everything as well, didn't you? <laughs> if you guys have teenagers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but also, don't forget that your kids, they have a bunch of other influences outside of your house as well. So they'll be getting competing information, right? All you could do is periodically check in with them, see what they're being taught in school, see what they're hearing from their friends and from the media and from the internet. And if things are in line with your values, cool. Carry on, Junior. <laughs> but if they're not in line with your values, that's the only time I recommend explaining to them why you think so and, and, and why you think so-and-so, you know, teacher, ex-wife, Uncle Jason, or, or whoever is wrong and explain to them your views in a clear and persuasive manner. And, and at the end of the day, they're going to make their own minds up anyway, right? So hopefully their minds fall in line with your values. You know what I mean? Ooh, Nathan with the super chat. He gives me a $2 super chat. Check this out. You get, you get this one. Oh, we're past the time, but we'll, we'll get this one. We'll give you a bullet club today. Cause we're talking about, we talked about wrestling. Oh, there we go. Too sweet, baby. Too sweet. All right. <laughs> Thanks for that, man. All right. So hopefully they fall in line with your values. Um, I would recommend against bad-mouthing your kids' teachers, uncles, ex-wife, you know, et cetera, when you do this too, right? Because they might think rather highly of these people, and you'll only damage your credibility when you insult someone that they look up to. You know what I mean? Think about that. Think about that. As soon as you start bad-mouthing someone that they look up to, they're going to tune out. They're going to tune out. They're going to tune out. So don't bad-mouth them. Just explain why you think that they're incorrect. You know, that's what I try to do. Um, I also recommend that instead of telling your kids about women, health, or finance, that you just show them by your actions. For instance, I really want my kids to take fitness and their health seriously. And I can lecture my son on it until I'm blue in the face. But what that tends to do is um, what that what tends to motivate him is when I take him to my races. Right. So instead of telling him, hey, man, you should go out and work out. Hey, man, you should go and lift weights. He, he just tunes that out. But when I take him to my races, right, like, for instance, last year, I took him to my Tough Mudder race. Uh, he and his sister watched me go through every obstacle. In fact, all, a lot of the pictures that I shared on social media of me, like covered in mud and, uh, you know, running and stuff like that, that, those were all taken by my daughter. You know, she was, they were, they were, uh, the first half of the race was on this like back 
area where they couldn't go. But the last half is where all the big obstacles were. And they were able to be out there and watch me go through those obstacles. And uh, both my kids, when they, when they were first going there, they were sort of like, sort of, you know, uh, they couldn't, they didn't really care that much. They, they weren't that excited about it. But when they saw me go through that stuff, they saw me climbing walls. They saw me doing the rings and stuff. They saw me like going through mud pits and like pulling people up. And man, you could see my kids just like beaming with pride. You know what I mean? And my son, uh, there was like a video I posted last year where I'm like running through the, the they had these like wires coming down. They were shocking you. And I just was like running through the wires uh, in the video. You can hear my son like cheering for me. It was actually pretty cool. But that kind of stuff, right? Demonstration, demonstrating, not explicating as Rolo says, showing them is what really uh, gets them to uh, come around to your side, right? Giving them a good example. So um, anyway, so yeah. So be the example. Don't just lecture them out of a book, right? Go to the gym yourself. Take fitness seriously. Work on your career. Make more money. When you when you do introduce them to your girlfriend or or whatever, right? Show them what a healthy relationship looks like. Show them what it means to set the tone and take the lead in a relationship. Show them how to handle arguments and shit tests. Don't talk about it. Be about it. All right. All right. That's it, guys. That's that's the episode. Hmm. <laughs> They hate sales. They love marketing. Yeah. That's yeah, everybody though, right? Nobody likes to be sold things, but everybody likes to buy things. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kids especially. All right. That being said, so these are the chapters that are in my book and we could talk about all this stuff today. Not all this stuff is, is necessarily red pill advice, like I said at the beginning. So the first chapter in my book is titled, uh, the law of attraction is real. All right. Um, check out the law practical law of attraction course. I actually go more in depth in the course than I do in the book, but, but the, the chapter in the book is, is basically the same thing I explain in the course, right? There's basically three explanations for the law of attraction, the, the spiritual one, the quantum theory one, and the psychological one. And in the book, I explain the psychological uh, aspect of it. And then I also explain different ways and tools that you can use to reprogram your subconscious mind because I talked about it a lot last Friday, right? But a lot of the stuff that holds us back are our self-limiting beliefs. And the only way that you can change your, your results in this world is by reprogramming those self-limiting beliefs, reprogramming that paradigm, all right? You have this sort of worldview and your worldview that is your paradigm, right? It's shaped by all sorts of things. Your, your upbringing, your experiences, things that your parents told you when you were a kid, things that your friends told you, stuff like that, right? And that shapes how you view the world. And sometimes it's not, it's not helpful, right? Look at, uh, look at like MGTOW and black pill guys, right? Their, their results with women speak for themselves. And it's, it's not, it's just that they have, they have the wrong paradigm. They have the wrong mentality and you can change that, right? You can reprogram that and there's different ways of doing it. So the first part of my book, The Law of Attraction is Real, gives you actionable tools on how to do that. Stuff like affirmations and goal boards and vision boards and stuff. Oh, speaking of vision boards, man, I talked about this on, on uh, Thor's 
uh, stream on on Saturday. Thor has a, a show every Saturday called The Dragon Ship. You guys should check it out on, on his channel, RP Thor's channel. Uh, I also stream it to my channel, but we really want people to go over to Thor's channel because um, it's his show. But I talked about it on Thor's channel. And uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, check out the docuseries on Netflix uh, uh, about Arnold Schwarzenegger. So Arnold Schwar Schwarzenegger has a docuseries about his life. And the whole first episode, he talks about his upbringing in Austria and how he basically used the law of attraction to become the, uh, you know, the Mr. Mr. Olympia. Right. And he doesn't say law of attraction at all, but, but if you study law of attraction, if you take my course, you'll see that he, he does, he uses visualization all the time to try to get to where he wants to go. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yes, I am serious. Very serious, dead serious. Check out the documentary of with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So what he what he would do, what he did was he was like 16 years old. He went to go see a movie with Reg Park, right? Reg Park was the star in the movie. Reg Park was the Mr. Olympia at the time when, when Arnold was a teenager. And Arnold sees this big buff bodybuilder guy on screen playing Hercules, and he goes, Holy crap, like look at that monster of a guy. Like I I want to be like that. I want a, a physique like that. And Arnold was just hyper-focused on it, right? Hyper-focused on Reg Park and like him in that movie. He was like, that's where I want to be. That's what I want to do. Well, one day Arnold was walking down the street and he looks in the, in the, the window of a store and they have American bodybuilder magazines and Reg Park is on the cover, right? That's how a lot of attraction tends to work, right? Like you... It's not that that magazine wasn't there before. It's not like it magically appeared there. It's that he's hyper aware of it now, right? That's called reticular activating system. So I talk about that in the course, talk about that in this chapter. <clears throat> so he notices this magazine. He probably wouldn't have noticed it before, but he's hyper focused on it now, right? Sees this magazine, sees Reg Park in there, buys the magazine, reads what Reg Park's uh, exercise regimen is and starts doing it. He's like, I need to do what this guy did, right? And then he, it becomes his passion, lifting weights, being a bodybuilder. He starts taking pictures of like Reg Park and other bodybuilders, Mr. Olympias and all that kind of stuff and puts it on his bedroom wall. And he would lay there at night uh, looking at those pictures, but v visualizing himself in those pictures, right? So a picture of Reg Park holding his trophy, he was picturing his face on Reg Park's body and stuff, right? Just really kept doing that. And he eventually, it led him to being in his first Mr. Mr. Olympia or whatever uh, in England. And he won, he won his like first year. <laughs> right. So, um, and, and then like, it was just like he imagined. Right. And so he's, he used that in his entire career. He wanted to become a movie star. He, he envisioned that he, he, he set that as a goal. Right. So my course teaches you how to do that. And uh, the first chapter in the, in the book talks about largely how to do that. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you have to have a clear vision. Yep. Exactly. That's why you have the vision board, Zachary. It's not magic. Okay. It's about reprogramming your mind. So that's the first chapter, right? Law of attraction is real. Not really red pill advice for your kids, but this is what I teach my kids. Like anything you want in this world, right? You can, you can get there, but you have to have a clear vision and picture yourself doing it and believe that you could do it. And you have to reprogram your subconscious mind to believe that you already have it. If your subconscious believes you already have something, 
it'll make it true. It will work night and day. It's like a supercomputer trying to figure out how to make things true. Right. And it, and so that's where you'll start noticing opportunities that, that you wouldn't have noticed before. It's not magic. It's just that you're noticing this stuff. And the key thing about all of it is you can't just like, like Arnold didn't just look up and daydream all day. Like he took action, right? He was going to the gym every day, right? He was taking action towards these things. When he saw an opportunity, he jumped on it, right? There was a, a thing like, I think the, the, the local college or whatever, or local school, they had some kind of bodybuilding club. And he was like, he, he, he saw that and was like, I got to get in that. I got to get on that. Right. I got to train with other guys that are better than me. Right. That he was taking action. Law of attraction is nothing without action. So that's the, that's the key there. I teach my kids that all the time, all the time. My daughter, she wants to be a lawyer. She has a, she has a vision board up in her room right now with like pictures of her, uh, like she's got pictures of like boss bitches, you know, and I know there's like this whole thing in the space about these boss women and stuff like that, but that's what she wants. So she's got her, you know, face and stuff on these pictures <laughs> wanting to be a boss woman. We'll talk about red pill advice for daughters at a different episode because, uh, yeah, even though, even though like we're, we talk about how we don't like boss women, like that's just a reality, right? Women, women are in careers now they're, they're in careers now. So. All right. The next thing, the next chapter is on education. Okay. The next chapter is on education. So my parents used to tell me that I had to get a bachelor's or I wouldn't be anything in this world. So I ended up, I ended up going to college um, and I ended up getting two bachelor's degrees. But when I, when I went into the Navy, so I, I mainly joined the Navy so I could get college money. Right. Uh, so when I got out of the Navy, I was going to use my GL, GI bill money to go to college, but but when you're getting out of the Navy, they uh, they make you go through TAP class. They call it TAP class, right? Transition Assistance Program. Basically, they teach you how to be a civilian again, right? They teach you how to write resumes, they teach you how to uh, interview for jobs, stuff like that. <clears throat> hey, good morning, good morning, Nuke. What's up, brother? They they teach you how to interview that kind of stuff. And th there was a guy in that class that challenged my paradigm. Right. My paradigm was that you have to get a bachelor's degree or you're not going to be anything. Right. Because my parents told me that. And this guy, this older guy in the class, he's like, look, he's like, college, college education doesn't really mean anything. Uh, what, what, what employers really want is experience. And you guys have experience in a lot of things. A lot of you guys in the Navy have experience in certain fields that, uh, college doesn't teach. Right. And, um, I happen to be uh, in a rate. I was an operations specialist. And that rate doesn't really translate to the, to the civilian world anymore or at all. So I was like, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. I did have other skills though, right? Like I, we did, uh, uh, we did security alert, you know, uh, force on the ship. So I, you know, I, I, you know, I knew how to basically be a security guard, right? Stood watch. So when I got out of the Navy, like my first job was as a security guard, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> But you know, other guys have 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 better paying uh, skills that they learned in the military, and so that you don't need college, right? But I didn't believe that. I believed that you had to go to college, and so that's what I did. I ended up like going to college. But the thing is, like, I ended up in an internship while I was going through college, and I was already working in the field, and I and just just being in that internship gave me the the uh, the experience necessary to move up in the in the in the field. So I got promoted, got promoted from like this intern job to help desk. 
I got promoted from help desk to desktop technician, right? All this without a college degree. I was still working on my college degree. And, and so while I was going to college is when it really dawned on me, you don't need a college, right? And there was plenty of guys that I was working with that didn't have any college degrees, right? They, they just had certifications. And certifications, like you can get certifications from CompTIA for like 200 or 300 bucks. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to pay $40,000 in, in, in college tuition to get those, you know? So I learned in that experience, even though I, like I decided to finish the degree out, <clears throat> my degrees out, but um, now I don't teach my kids that. I don't teach my kids you have to go to college to be successful. I teach them only go to college if your career requires it, right? So my, like I, I mentioned, my daughter wants to be an attorney. Well, you have to go to college for that. You have to, you know what I mean? So she's going, she's going to college uh, starting in the fall, actually. She got accepted to uh, CMU. Uh, Colorado Mesa University. She's going to go there for her undergrad stuff. Then she's going to go off to uh, to law school. <laughs> the only degree your son needs is a PhD, pimp and hose degree. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They look for leadership, operating under stress, ability to learn quickly, et cetera. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Right. So only go to college if, you're, if your uh, career requires it. Right. And also only go if the career you want to get into is going to be financial, make financial sense to pay back all the student loans that you're going to have to borrow. Right. I mean, if you can get if you can get scholarships and grants and all that kind of stuff, that's good. My daughter actually has a whole bunch of scholarships and grants and all that kind of stuff. So she actually like CMU. We, we pick CMU because it's like the cheapest option because I told her, I was like, it doesn't matter what college you go to. Like no one cares. No one cares where your degree comes from, right? So once she realized that, we uh, her mom uh, made a whole spreadsheet of all the schools and all the offers, and she even she got she got tennis scholarship offers for uh, for the school out in Nebraska and all this stuff, and we put it together, and then like how much school was going to cost after um, the the incentives that they were offering and stuff like that, and CMU ended up being cheaper <laughs> at the end of the day, no matter what. So. That's where she's going for her undergrad degree. Um, but yeah, like that's another thing that I teach my kids too. Like it doesn't matter. Like if you are going to go to college, go to the cheapest fucking college you can, right? Go to the cheapest because it really doesn't matter. No one really cares, right? Um, but yeah, only go if that's what your, your job requires. Otherwise, like if you just want to be educated, if you just want to like some kind of education, get an audible subscription or a library card, right? Because college isn't really education. It's regurgitation. You know what I mean? You're just memorizing stats and crap from a book and then spitting it back out on a paper. And then you forget it half the time anyway. And the books cost like a hundred or $300 each, depending on the course. It's just a waste of money. A lot of it. Right? So if you just want to be educated, get an Audible subscription or, or a library card. Just read some books. And if you find a book that you really want to master, read it multiple times because we only retain about 10% of the information that we read or listen to. Okay? So if you, if you want to really digest a book, really become a master of a specific book or specific books, read them at least 10 to 15 times, if not more. Okay? There's a reason why Corey Wayne has you read his book 10 to 15 times. <laughs> All right. The next chapter of my book, man, this could be a, a long episode. The next chapter of my book is on career, right? 
You know how to get textbooks for free. DM DM Billy, guys. He'll he'll get you on the hookup. I'm guessing it has something to do with torrents or whatever. Probably can't talk about that on YouTube, though. Uh, career is the next chapter, right? So I, uh, I started off this chapter with uh, the military. Right. I personally, I'm one of those, those, those crusty old veterans that thinks that everybody, every kid coming out of high school should serve in the military. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> like they, you, you all need to serve. Right. I think uh, the military will, will teach you how to grow up. Right. It'll teach you to see what the real world is like. You actually go out and travel the world on Uncle Sam's dime. See what some of these third country, third world countries look like. And then you really appreciate where you come from, right? You really appreciate America when you go and see some of these dumps out there. All right. On top of that, uh, it has lots of career options, right? So even if you, if your end goal is to be a, a musician in a band, okay, you can be a musician in the military. Did you know that, that Navy has an MU rating? They have an MU rating, right? MU, musician. <laughs> if you want to be a chef, you want to be a fine chef, you can be a mess specialist and you might think, well, dude, that sounds like the slop that they serve on the ships. Yeah. This, the, usually the food on the ships is slop. We only get two, two good meals a year, right? Christmas and Thanksgiving. The rest of the time it's total slop. Uh, breakfast is pretty good. Breakfast. It's hard to, it's hard to mess up breakfast though. But, but seriously, um, our senior chief, we had a mess specialist, uh, senior chief. He, uh, when, after he served on my ship, he got his next duty station was the white house. Uh, and he was in charge of preparing meals for the president, right? That that's not slop. You don't prepare slop for the president. So if you want to be a chef, you could be a mess specialist, right? And also the, the, the mess specialists that cook for the officers, they're not, they're cooking it better. <laughs> They're cooking it to order as opposed to cooking it for the crew, right? Isn't it slop because it's quantity? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And it's not always bad. Sometimes they had some good dinners. There were some certain certain meals that I look forward to more than others. I just remember like they would make chicken adobo all the damn time, which wasn't bad. Chicken adobo wasn't bad, but uh, I just remember uh, Fowser. Right. What this guy, this guy Fowser, my division, he used to see it on the menu. He goes, God damn chicken, a boo-boo again. I don't want chicken, a boo-boo, <laughs> but it wasn't bad. Like it, even if it was slop, you know, you, you got to pick what they scooped onto your plate. And they also had a salad bar on the ship. Mm. We would have steak and lobster occasionally. Yeah. Steak and lobster. Lobster wasn't that good though. It was kind of, kind of soggy, but. And the steak was always as, as tough as old shoe leather, but you know, <laughs> when, when you haven't, haven't had good food in a while, uh, you know, all that stuff tastes pretty good. <clears throat> so there's lots of career options in the military, right? So if you're getting out of, if you're getting out of uh, school, military is a great option, especially if you don't know what you want to do. If you don't have any college money, right? You don't have any way to pay for college. Military is a, a, an excellent option, right? Cause it gives you job skills it gives you experience and it gives you money for college if that's what you really want to do. Okay. But military aside, kids need to think about what they really want out of life. Okay. So this is what I, I, I really have in my chapter about career. And a lot of this goes back to law of attraction, right? A lot of people, they, life happens to them. 
They don't plan out their lives, especially kids, right? So what you really want to do is teach your kids to imagine what their lives look like in 10 years, in 20 years, right? Do they want to travel? Do they see themselves snorkeling with dolphins in the ocean? right? Stuff like that. Hiking the mountains of Colorado in your spare time or or like Clary, hiking the mountains of, of South Dakota <laughs> in your spare time. You need to consider the lifestyle that you want, the lifestyle that you, you would love to see yourself doing in 20 years and then work back from there and try to pick a career that will allow that. Okay. <clears throat> most Most people get out of school and they fall into work or whatever, uh, they're, you know, fall into the career that their high school counselors tell them to do or, you know, whatever. It's the wrong way to pick a career. It's the wrong way. You have like 100% control over your life if you map it out right, right? So if you if you picture what you want your life to look like in 20 years, you got to reverse engineer that and figure out what it'll take to get there, Right. I also recommend um, don't try to make your passion your career, all right? Instead, find something that you enjoy doing, right? If you find something that you enjoy doing, it, it doesn't feel like work when you do it, right? I didn't, I ended up, I did sort of fall into my <clears throat> my career in, in IT, but it wasn't, it was more like, um, how did I, how did I fall into that career? It was, it was, I was a security guard and I was going to college and we had to pick a major. So I picked a, a, a business major. I had to just pick one, right? I had, to, I had to have a major in order to get to draw on my GI Bill money from, from the Navy. So I picked business degree, just some random degree. And uh, I was one night I was working as a graveyard uh, security guard and I'm walking through the server room, seeing all these like servers and stuff like that. And, and the thing is, is that in between rounds, and doing my homework, I would just surf the internet all night. And I was like, man, if I could find a job that paid me, you know, at least 20 bucks an hour where I could surf the internet all day, man, I'd make that a career. Right. And so as I was looking at the server room one day, um, I was like, I bet you whoever manages all this computer stuff, I bet you they could surf the internet all day. <laughs> and that's how I ended up in it. Right. Uh, so it's about, it's about figuring out what you want in life. <laughs> I just wanted to surf the internet all day and get paid good money for it. And it turns out that uh, I loved it. I was actually really good. I'm really good at, you know, uh, managing servers and, and computer networking and, the, you know, the whole, um, uh, you know, TCP IP stack, right? All that kind of stuff. That stuff, that stuff ended up being fun for me. So, uh it wasn't like I went into it because computers was my passion because it wasn't. It was, I found something that I enjoyed doing, right? Also, try to work remotely if possible and double dip when possible, right? Uh, great book on this is The 4-Hour Workweek. And it's it's so much easier to do now after COVID because so many people found out, a, a lot of companies found out that, hey, we could actually have a very efficient workforce with people working from home. So there's a lot more work from home jobs than there ever were, right? <clears throat> and if you can work remotely from home, I've been doing this since uh, 2013, working from my house. If you can do that, you can double dip, right? If your job, if your job is pretty cool or pretty casual, you can do multiple work from home jobs and make, make bank. I, I know this one guy who used to work for our company 
<clears throat> he was a database administrator and um, he worked for Dell for a while, right? Dell computers, but he worked from home doing database administration. Well, database administration, if you know anything about it, really isn't that hard, right? You're just sort of like check logs every day. And, you know, usually databases sort of run themselves. The only time you ever have to do any real work is uh, when there's, you have to run scripts, you know, like update databases or make sure the backups are working correctly, or maybe you got to troubleshoot something. But otherwise, like you're just, you just collected a, a paycheck, a big paycheck. Right. So he was working for Dell and then he was working for like three other, you know, remote companies at the same time doing database administration for them. Just, you know, triple dipping and stuff from home, making bank. You can absolutely do that. Four hour work week is a great book about this, right? Talks about how to convince your boss to let you work remotely and how when you work remotely, you could actually be more efficient with your job, right? Because you're, you really, you know, when you're in the office, you're only working like four hours anyway <laughs> the rest of the time is filled up with with fluffer bulls bullshit just to to justify your time being there or it's water cooler talk you know it's meetings that are pointless that could be emails <clears throat> it's all nonsense it's it's jibber jabbering with your cube mates and stuff like that if you could just work remotely from home you can knock out all the work that you need to do and then work on stuff that you actually care about so highly recommend that book um, I could go really into depth into the career stuff, but uh, I really want you guys to read my book eventually. So <laughs> when that comes out, there's a lot more information in the career chapter, a lot more information in it <clears throat> we could get into. Uh, the next chapter, man, this is going to be a long episode. The next chapter is on how anyone could get rich, right? I did a whole stream on this, so go back and check it out. But largely... Uh, what I talk about in this chapter is the slow lane to wealth, right? If your kids start doing this, as soon as they start working, they will become millionaires. A lot of people have this mindset that uh, in order to be a millionaire, you got to you know, be a lawyer or a doctor or you got to be a business owner. Like <clears throat> that's the fast lane. Um, well, I would say lawyer, doctor, maybe not be the fast lane to wealth, but being a business owner, uh, getting into real estate, that's the fast lane to wealth, right? But anybody could do this, right? You could start working at McDonald's when you're, when you're uh, 16 years old and start socking this money away. And uh, by the time you're like my age, you'll be a millionaire, right? No, the book's not out yet. It's not out yet. So just, just stay tuned. It's taken me a while to write it. I only write it every, every uh, other week and sometimes every once a month. <laughs> Working remotely also allows you to take care of home stuff, walking dogs, cleaning, cooking, freeze up the rest of the day. Yeah, I go, I, I go running like in the middle of my day, right? My, like I'll, for my lunch break, I'll go for a jog because I can have lunch here at my desk. You know what I mean? So I'll go for a run instead of that. Or, or like I'll, I'll right now I'm doing DDP yoga. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I'm doing DDP yoga. So I'll, I'll take a break and go do DDP yoga for 30 minutes, you know? Yeah. Let's you do all sorts of stuff, wash laundry, stuff like that. Although nurse chick is here this week, so she handles all that stuff. God bless her. Um, so anyone can get rich, right? So slow, slowly into wealth. Um, if they do want to do the fast lane to wealth, right? If they do want to be a business owner and get into real estate, something like that, this is still a good thing to teach your kids because it's a lot of this is about money management. Kids don't learn money management in school. They don't learn how to write checks in school. They don't learn how to balance budgets in school, right? So this is a good thing to teach your kids. Um, I And largely, it's the Dave Ramsey method, 
right? Um, which is, uh, and, and I basically, he has these baby steps, right? I have a whole poster in my hallway so that my kids see it all the time when they're walking to the garage or going to feed the animals or whatever. They see it. They see it all the time. It's it's the Dave Ramsey baby steps. The only thing is that I remove the uh, I removed one of the baby steps, which is pay for your kids' college. Because I think that if I'm paying for my kids' college, they'll just they'll waste it. They'll blow it. They'll party it away. So I want them to figure out how to pay for their own college because they'll respect it more. Right. That's my opinion. So I've gotten rid of I've gotten rid of that one baby step. But otherwise, it's it's the Dave Ramsey, <clears throat> you know, baby steps, which is. Uh, Baby step one, have a $1,000 emergency fund. Step two is pay off any debt using a debt snowball, right? But if you teach your kids this early, they don't get into debt. They, they don't start out with debt, right? Um, step three is increase your emergency fund to have six months worth of savings, okay? That's important. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a fuck you money, right? If anything happens with your work, you get laid off, you want to have six months worth of savings. So that you have something to fall back on, give you a cushion that you can live off of. So it's not a big deal. Like, okay, well, I'll just find another job. And you have you have some room to work with. You have some runway to work with. If you hate your job, <laughs> you're just like, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm going to quit. This will allow you to do that, right? It's It's freedom. It's freedom. Ryan Stone had a war chest. Yeah, same, same diff, right? Uh, once you have six months worth of saving, you want to start investing for retirement, right? So you want to start taking all the money you're putting in your savings and start putting it in like a Roth IRA or a 401k, right? <clears throat> if your kids aren't, aren't 21 yet, they can't do that. But what you can do, uh, one thing, what I'm doing for my daughter is I'm putting her money in, uh, what's called an Acorns early account. And so I take her money, I transfer it over to Acorns early and that, um, that goes into the stock market just the same way that that Roth IRA or 401k does. Right. And then when she's 21, I hand it over to her and she's been saving in that since her first job, every payday, she goes, dad, can you take the amount out? Can you take the amount out? <laughs> and I just take 10% of her paychecks, right? She'll get like a, you know, $250 paycheck because she works part-time. Right. So I'll put 25 bucks in there. And that, that stuff adds up quickly. And then when you put it in an account like that, it grows faster than it would if it was in a savings account. So uh, that's what I do for her. And then when she's 21, I could transfer it over to her. Right. Uh, the, the other baby step after that is pay off your, your house early. And then the last one is build wealth and give. Right. I did a whole stream on this. So go back and check that out. It's called uh, how anyone can be rich. Check out that stream. Uh, the next thing I, 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 you want to teach your kids, and this is in my book, is on physical fitness and diet. Okay, so 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 many people, especially in America, don't know how to work out. Right? You see these internet videos all the time of people that are like they just they decide that that they're they're going to finally decide to work out. Maybe it's a New Year's resolution thing, and so they they go to the gym and they have no idea how to even use the equipment. They have no idea how to do basic workouts right? They stopped, they don't teach PE in, in a lot of schools anymore, right? They don't teach PE in schools anymore. People don't know how to work out. So one of the things I talk about in my book is, is, and I'm a firm believer in this. And a lot of people, uh, especially gym bros, gym bros like hate when I say this, but there's only four exercises you need. There's only four. Okay. Everything else is gravy. 
but there's only four that you really need, right? And that's push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups or chin-ups, and running, right? That'll work your whole entire body. That'll get you fit. If you don't like running, maybe you got bad knees or whatever, then do squats, okay? So maybe five things, but squats and running could be interchangeable. That'll work your, your whole body good enough. Those are essentially what the U.S. military uses. So if it's good enough for the military, it's good enough for you, okay? <laughs> That's it, man. That'll work your whole body, dude. That's all you need. Anything else, if you want to get bigger, you know, go to the gym and lift heavy, okay? But if you're just trying to be fit, and, and all you need are those four. That's it. Um, another thing is diet, right? One thing that people people are always after the next big fad diet, right? Oh, hey, look, I got a super sticker from uh, B Smith twenty four dollar ninety nine. You get this, brother. You get you get this. I'm just gonna say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. Um, diets. A lot of people are looking for like a fad diet. Most people are looking for a magic pill, though. Let's be honest. They're looking. They don't want to work out. They don't want to work out. They don't want to eat right. They just want a, a pill they could take that'll make them look magically better. That doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Even if you get on TRT, you still have to go to the gym. <laughs> you still have to work out. Right? So uh, it's important to know that all diets work if you're consistent. Right? So it's the key, the key here is consistency. And uh, for me... Calories in, calories out, or Kiko, right? Calories in, calories out is the easiest method. Because then you can eat what, pretty much whatever you want as long as you uh, account for the calories, right? If you keep track of the calories you eat, you can pretty much eat whatever you want. The, the cool thing about Kiko, though, is if you are keeping track of your calories and how you feel, right, you start naturally picking more healthier foods. You start, you start naturally understanding what portion sizes look like. You start naturally picking better foods, right? So for instance, let's say you're kind of hungry and you, you have a choice between a candy bar or an apple. You'll Knowing your calorie count, you'll be like, well, they're roughly the same amount of calories, right? This is a 100 calorie candy bar. This is a 100 or maybe 80 calorie apple. Well, if I eat the candy bar, I'm going to be hungry in 10 minutes, right? Because once you get past that sugar rush, you're going to be hungry again. But if you eat this apple, it's got pectin in it. It's going to make you feel fuller longer. I think I'll go with the apple. Plus, it's 20 calories less, right? You'll start making better choices naturally if you start counting your calories. So that's one thing that I also think that you should teach your kids because they don't learn this stuff in school. You could substitute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Instead of sit-ups, you could do planks or crunches. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> um. Don't overthink it, Billy. Don't don't overthink it, man. Okay, so you also need to learn how to to set your own fitness schedule, right? So in my book, I talk about that too, like how to make your own fitness schedule. So I typically work out five days a week, and I leave the weekend for uh, for rest. Or you know, Saturdays I might go hiking or something like that. But I don't look at hiking like it's a it's exercise. It's more of like a leisurely thing to do. It just happens to be exercise. So I do that sort of thing. But I have a schedule of Monday through Friday, and then I, I learn how to switch it up. And you learn how to like work this body group, you know, and then work this one this other day. So that way this body group can rest. You need to learn how to do that. So I talk about that in the book too. It's important for kids to learn how to do that, how to set their own fitness schedule. 
Uh, and then it's a, it's more important, just like the diet, they have to be consistent with it, right? They have to learn how to be consistent with it, how to stick to it, set that schedule and stick to it. Um, and also teach them to change things up when they're bored, right? But keep working out, right? So right now um, I'm doing uh, DDP, DDP yoga, <clears throat> just to keep things interesting. I was doing... Uh, for a couple of months this year, I was doing uh, calisthenic workouts, right? So the the four exercises that I mentioned, you know, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, and uh, running. And I was getting bored with that. I was getting bored with that. So I was like, you know, I'm going to try out DDP yoga. I've been doing that for the last couple of weeks. Dude, that's brutal. <laughs> you wouldn't think that yoga is brutal. But it's it's done by Diamond Dallas Page, the former pro wrestler, it's, it's a workout for guys. So it's not all girly and like namaste and all that kind of crap. It's like, it's, he's actually, he actually does it pretty fun. Right. <laughs> and then when you're doing it, you're like holding your whole body weight up with one arm, doing these like different poses and stuff. And you're like, holy shit. Like my, my shoulders, I can't feel my shoulders right now. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's burning, it's burning so bad. And uh, you're doing these like lower these push-ups where you're like lowering yourself down and stuff like that. It's excellent workout. He also does, uh, he also teaches us, teaches us, um, uh, dynamic resistance, right? <clears throat> so like, as you're moving your arms up like this, you keep like your muscles flexed the whole time. And it's like, you're moving through clay when you're doing that, dude, you can feel the pump in your, in like all your muscles. And you don't have any weights. It's weird. It's so weird. When I'm done with the exercise, I'm like, I'm drenched in sweat and like my muscles hurt and I haven't lifted a single weight. It's crazy. Uh, highly recommend it. I'm going to keep doing it. I think for the rest of the summer, it's been pretty fun. Then I'll switch it up again, right? <clears throat> I'll switch it up again. What's, uh, yes, Clary is a beast at hiking, dude. Uh, it's his, he's ridiculous at hiking. I went hiking with Clary last year. <clears throat> I run, right? Like I do, I do uh, tough mutters. I do, uh, you know, five and 10 Ks. I did a marathon once and I'm out hiking with Clary. I had a jog to keep up with his ass, right? Cause he's out there like, this is my gym time, motherfucker. And he's like, he's humping it, man. And I'm just like, I, I go out there. I just, I want to sort of leisurely walk, you know, I walk at somewhat of a brisk pace, but not like that. Like he's power walking. You know, it, it's a, it's a workout with Clary. That's for sure. <laughs> don't let, like, he just looks like an old dude on, on the internet. He's, he's actually in really good shape. He's actually posted a couple of pictures too. He, he's pretty ripped right now. All right. <clears throat> God bless. We're almost at an hour here. So then uh, the last couple of chapters, this is the red pill stuff. This is what you guys came for. Right. So I have a chapter on dating and spinning plates and I've been doing live streams as I've been writing this chapter. Cause this is the, probably the most extensive chapter in the book. Right. So I'm going to try to go through some of these, these bullet points and I've been dropping live streams about each one of these lately. So if you want more in-depth information on these, go back and check out these, these, uh, these old live streams. If you guys are watching on YouTube, if you click on the live tab, you can go through my old live streams. <clears throat> um, but one, I don't tell my kids how to live their lives, right? Especially my son. Uh, he could be a he could spin plates forever if he wants, right? And he might he might spin plates until he finds the right plate, right? He needs to do what's right for him. That's that's really what's important 
to teach your kids. Like you need to do what's best for you. What, what you, in, uh, you know, what will make you happy when it comes to relationships, right? Getting married isn't right for everybody. It's just not okay. Getting married is right for certain people. You just sort of need to tell them like the pros and cons of each thing, right? We'll get into that in a little bit. I uh, teach my kids that there's no such thing as the one, right? There's no such thing as the one. There's lots of possible good people out there for you. There's not just one, right? They say uh, there's one in a million. That means there's 4,000 people just like that person, right? <laughs> Uh, I try to, I teach my kids about hypergamy. I teach my kids about hypergamy. And the thing is like, you hear about hypergamy on the, on the internet or hypergamy, right? You hear about hypergamy on the internet and you hear it, you, a lot, especially the black pillars and the MGTOW guys, they think, it, they think it's new for one. It's like, no, it's, it's always been there. That's, that's women's sexual strategy. It's been there since the beginning of time. <laughs> right. Um, Hypergamy is not just new with modern women. It's just that we have open hypergamy now. That's the only difference, right? But I teach my kids about hypergamy and I teach them it's not, it's neither good nor bad. It's just, that's how, that's just how women are wired. You know what I mean? And you can use it to your advantage. If you understand how it works, you can use it to your advantage, right? So that's what, that's the big thing I teach my son. Understand what women are looking for with their hypergamous uh, programming and if you can, you know, if you could provide that for them, they're not going to leave, you know, they're not going to leave or they're less likely to leave anyway, because you're providing what they're, what they need, you know, they need the alpha fucks, they need the beta bucks. So be both. Right. But if you don't want a dead bedroom, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta optimize that, the alpha side. Okay. <laughs> I teach my son especially my son, I teach him that there's things that women say they want, things that they think they want, and then things that they actually respond to and how it's imperative for him to learn what women respond to. Okay. Not like, don't pay attention to what they say. Watch what they do. Okay. Watch what they respond to. Cause if you learn that it gets easy, right? It gets easier. That there's things that women say they want, what they think they want, what they actually respond to. Actually, uh, I, I learned that from Ross Jeffries. Ross Jeffries said that one time in an interview and stuck with me. <clears throat> Credit where credit's due. One thing that I try to teach uh, both my kids, and this goes, this goes uh, outside of relationships too, is uh, they need to let go of attachment to outcome right? When you have an attachment to a particular outcome, that's where, that's where you get disappointed. That's where you get, you feel let down, you know, uh, when you're out dating and you're, you're attached to a particular outcome, like you, you really like a girl and you really want things to work out for a girl. And then when it doesn't, you're crushed by it. That's because you had an attachment to a particular outcome with that girl. You see what I'm saying? So if you can let go of any kind of attachment, just do what you need to do and sort of let, be able to let things go. You're going to be much happier. You're going to have a much easier time in dating and spinning plates and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> we are not interested in what women want. We are interested in what they respond to. Exactly. Um, I teach my kids to challenge self-limiting beliefs. Uh, go back to last Friday's episode. The whole episode was about that, right? It was a uh, dating advice for shy guys, but largely... The reason why guys are shy, I, you know, I, I uh, 
argued in that episode is that they have a self-limiting belief and that those self-limiting beliefs cause anxiety, which caused them to to want to stay in their shell. But if you challenge those self-limiting beliefs, they'll fix all that. Right. So and that go, go back and check out that episode on uh, how to figure out what your self-limiting beliefs are. And then how to, once you know what they are, then you can challenge those. Right. Um, also in this chapter, I talk about, there's basically four ways to meet women, right? You have a cold approach, social circle, social media, dating apps. Um, now my son, right? He meets all of his girl, little girlfriends in school right now. Well, that's sort of social circle game, you know, <laughs> that's sort that's social circle game. He's got this one girl he's, he's working on right now. Um, talk about, let's see here. Do I have that in here? Let's see. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I've got that on here. Um, I'll talk about it in a little bit, but he's got this one girl that he's, he's, he's interested in. So I've been trying to help him out with that the thing is though, like my son doesn't, he's fucking stubborn. He doesn't want to listen to anything I say. So, um, I have a chapter on dating app success. This is not something I'm teaching my kids right away. Right. But they're eventually going, my son's eventually going to be on the dating apps. I'm sure once he turns 18. So I'm going to teach him that, you know, it really comes down to four things, your picks, your bio, how you open and how you close. Right. Dating apps are actually pretty easy once you figure that stuff out. Um, big thing is grooming and hygiene. You gotta teach, you gotta teach the boys this, man. Girls pick this up pretty easily. Boys are it's a struggle, right? It's a real challenge for teenage boys. A lot of teenage boys don't get this until they until they um, especially young teenage boys, right? Like 12, 13, 14. They don't care about girls that much yet. When, but when they start really caring about girls, this becomes important to them. <laughs> that's that's the motivation you're looking for. But uh, man, teenage boys are gross. You know, they're fucking disgusting. Fucking disgusting creatures. And if you don't teach them proper grooming and hygiene products, they end up becoming MGTOW or black pill guys in their 20s or 30s that don't know how to shower. Right? I've talked about this before. Nurse Chick and I went to a, a independent wrestling show in December the whole entire room, right? And this was a big room because they had they had the, the ring in there. There was probably a couple hundred people in there. The whole room fucking reeked because there was all these like disgusting incel guys that had no idea what a shower was, right? They needed to stand closer to the soap. Don't let your son become one of those guys. <clears throat> Don't let your son become one of those guys. Teach him good hygiene. Teach him to stand closer to the soap. You know what I mean? Uh, it's important to teach them high interest versus low interest in women, right? Don't waste your time with low interest women, right? A lot of, a lot of dating, it comes down to, uh, it's a numbers game, right? It's eliminating women that, that are showing low interest and going after the women that show high interest, right? Going after women that show high interest will change the game for you. Like a lot of guys are knocking on closed doors. They're trying to make women like them that don't like them. And then they get frustrated. Just stop doing that right? Go out with the girls that, that like you and you'll have a much better time. That's where you find that genuine desire that everyone's talking about. <laughs> uh, I talk about what to do on a date. So like I said, my son, <clears throat> he's not really old enough to like go out on dates himself. But the other day, uh, he asked if we could go to the local fair. There was a, there was a, a local fair down in Montrose and he's like, Hey, and can I bring this girl? And I was like, yeah, buddy. Yeah, we can bring this girl. So 
so one thing that I, I, I teach my son is to always go for a kiss. If you like her, always go for a kiss, right? I also try to keep this age appropriate. I recommend keeping this age appropriate to your, for your son. My son's 14. I don't want him out banging chicks yet. Okay. <laughs> when he's in high school, I, uh, I know he's going to be doing it. So I'm, you know, I've already had the talk with him. I had my talk, talk with him and my daughter, both when they were like 12, right? Because uh, red pill chick, the, what I, uh, I've talked about her on the podcast before. When I was with red pill chick, red pill chick, both her oldest kids got, got pregnant when they were in high school. And uh, her oldest daughter got pregnant when my daughter was 12. So I came home. And I had to talk with my daughter about, you know, boys will say anything. Boys are slick talkers. They will say anything, right? You, this cannot happen. You know, you have goals, you have aspirations, and uh, it's going to be infinitely harder if you get pregnant, right? Like it's not impossible, but it's going to be so much harder that you're going to want to quit and your dreams will be shattered, right? So avoid it right? I tell my son the same thing. Don't be getting girls pregnant because you're going to be paying for it for the rest of your life. You know, even if you don't marry these girls, you're gonna be on the hook for child support, like all that kind of stuff. Teach my, my kids that. So for this instance, you know, he's not old enough to be sleeping with girls and stuff like that, but kisses are innocent. So always go for a kiss. I do teach him that. And I also teach him to be a gentleman. So we went to go pick up this girl from the house. I said, I said, get out. Go to her door, knock on the door, and then walk her to her side of the car and open the door for her, right? And then when we got to the place, I told I told her, I said, I said, hey, honey, let Brayden open the door for you, okay? So Brayden got out, walked around, opened the door for her. I teach him that. I teach him to be a gentleman because that's setting the tone and taking the lead, right? It's not putting a girl on a pedestal. It's about setting the tone and taking the lead. And women actually really appreciate that. Vasectomy when he's 20? <laughs> no, I don't teach him that. <laughs> I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that. But I do, uh, I do recommend that they wrap that rascal, right? My daughter, she went to, uh, you know, talk about red pill advice for, for kids. You have to understand, that kids are going to do what kids are going to do, right? You could teach them about abstinence, but they're not going to do it, okay? Think about when you were a teenager, right? When you were a teenager and you were a horn dog, you were figuring out ways to, to get it done, right? I was having sex in the back of fucking cars and shit, right? There's, we, teenagers will find a way, okay? So it's more important to have a talk with them and teach them how to be safe and responsible. So when my, like my daughter went to her first prom, I think she was, um, she was a, a junior. Um, I came in there with, with condoms. And I was like, here, you have to take responsibility and make sure that, you know, don't trust that boy's condom. That boy probably has had his condom in his wallet for the last six months. It's dry rotted. It's going to break. Here's your condom. You be responsible. I was like, I'm not condoning it. I don't think you should do it, but I'm not fucking stupid either. So I'm giving you this. I want you to make, if you're going to make a bad decision, at least be smart about it. Right. I, and I gave her a condom. Okay. That's what you have to teach. That's what you have to teach your kids. I'm going to do the same thing for my son. I'm not going to be like, Hey dude, I know you're going to be doing this. I know you're going to be doing it. Be safe about it. Okay. It's very important. You know, like uh, a lot of, a lot of people are like too afraid to talk to their kids about this stuff. And then their kids 
go out and make dumbass decisions. And then they wonder why. Oh, what happened? <laughs> you didn't fucking talk to them about it, right? You also like, you made it so that they're afraid to come and talk to you about that shit. Okay. You, you never want to do that. You want your kids to feel safe and comfortable to come and talk to you about this kind of stuff. One thing that my mom used to tell me was uh, if you're drunk at a party, you know, she's like, I'm going to be mad and you're going to be grounded, but I want you to call me because I want you to be safe and come. I'm like, mom, if I'm going to be, if you're going to be pissed and yell at me and, and I'm going to be grounded, why the fuck would I call you? Right. I'm going to keep that shit from you. Right. I'd be, I'm more apt to drive drunk now just to avoid the lecture from you. You know what I mean? So I don't tell my kids that I tell my kids, Hey, if you go out and you're stupid and you call me at two in the morning because you're drunk at a party and you're too drunk to drive, no questions asked. I will come and get you. I will drive home. I won't even lecture you about it. I'm just, I just appreciate that you called me. Right. That's the, that's what you want to do to your kids. Okay. You want to tell them, Hey, look, I'm not condoning it, but I also want you to feel comfortable to call me when you need me like that. Okay. That's what you tell your kids. All right. Don't be like my mom and be like, Oh, I'm going to fucking like, you're going to, you're going to be, you know, in all this punishment stuff like that. Cause kids are going to avoid the punishment <laughs> and then make the dumbass decision. Anyway, you want them to be able to talk to you about this stuff. Okay. Uh, so yeah, be sure to give them the talk. Uh, I also tell my son spinning plates is the most efficient way to date. And I also tell him that uh, he doesn't want to settle down in his twenties. I don't recommend that he settles down in his twenties. He should be building his uh, fortune being getting himself established in his career. And then, then think about having a family, like when he, be, when he turns 30 or something like that, you know, I tell him, Hey, you got all the time in the world. I do not teach my daughter that I tell my daughter, Hey, you only have a certain amount of time. You know, <laughs> I know you want to be a boss bitch and stuff like that, but, uh, you also only have a certain amount of time, you know what I mean? All right, man, this is going to be a long episode. Uh, the next chapter, so this is, there's only two more chapters yet. I'm still I, like <laughs> Billy asked me about, uh, the, the book's not out yet. No, it's not out yet. I'm still writing. The dating and spinning place chapter is such a damn long chapter. I only have two chapters left after this though, right? Long-term relationships and marriage and children. I haven't even gotten to the long-term relationships chapter. So we'll go through this really quickly, but the long-term to relationship, right? Um, this is all you need. It's what I'm, I tell my kids, right? This, this is all you need. If you want a family, you don't have to get married. In fact, there's no benefit, especially for men to get the government involved in your relationship. Um, my son, I tell him to set the tone and lead and never let her set the tone and how frame is everything. Okay. My daughter, I teach her that she needs to follow her man's lead. Right. There's time there's, she had a, a boyfriend once, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, she always has long distance relationships. I love it. Um, <laughs> because then she's not sneaking out in the middle of the night and getting pregnant. Right. So she has this, she has this boyfriend. One time she was like busting his chops about something. And I pulled her to the side and I said, I said, honey, you're stepping on his manhood right now. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right. She didn't understand that. She thought, you know, <laughs> she just thought it was funny. That's sort of how her mom acts and stuff like that. I'm like, mm -mm, don't do that. You need to, you need to have respect for him. You clearly don't have respect for him right now. You know? 
Do I teach my son to practice on ugly girls? I don't have to. He's actually pretty charming. He only he only uh, attracts the the pretty girls at school. So, <laughs> my son my son right now he's more interested in video games than girls. So he's out, he got all these girls like like you know flocking to him and stuff like that. And he always has these little girl girlfriends. And then, uh, and then they get mad at him for not taking anything too seriously. And he's like, well, how can we be serious? We're only in eighth grade. We're only in seventh grade, right? Like <laughs> he just doesn't take anything seriously. It's funny as hell. Uh, let's see here. Set the tone and lead. Uh, I tell my son, don't bring girls your problems. Save, save it for the boys. Save it for the boys. Girls don't care. Um, I tell them everything, uh, assume everything women, girls do is a shit test, right? And act accordingly. That's a good, that's a good rule of life, guys. Assume everything women, everything a woman does is a shit test. If you assume that and you act accordingly, you'll be fine, right? When, uh, when she's complaining or venting, you want to actively listen to her, but you don't want to deer right? Defend, explain, excuse, or rationalize. You don't want to solve her issues either. She just wants you to listen. You want to be aware of your own emotions when she's doing this and you want to stay centered, right? You want to stay calm and centered because she doesn't want you climbing on her emotional roller coaster, right? She needs to know that, that, that you have your feet on the ground. Okay. Women want men to be their rock. Okay. It doesn't work the other way around. And, uh, you know, I'm teach them to learn techniques like fogging, negative assertion, negative inquiry, self-disclosure, agree and amplify all the, all those kinds of fun tools that we, that we use. I teach my son that kind of stuff for sure. Marriage and children. Um, one thing I teach both my kids, this is, uh, I don't recommend marriage at all, right? Religious ceremony and custom vows are fine, but they are meaningless in court, right? But the same thing goes to vows when you have a license, by the way. The vows you make in church in front of God and everybody when you have a license or when you don't have a license, they're both meaningless in church. Okay. You can't go to can't go to family court and be like, well, she she vowed, right? Doesn't matter. It's all meaningless. Right. <laughs> if you absolutely have to get married, talk to a lawyer first about asset protection. All right. I actually teach both my kids this, right? Look into irrevocable or offshore trusts, get a prenup, even though most of the time prenups are useless. It's an excellent shit test, right? If you go, if you're, if the person that you want to marry will not sign a prenup, don't get married. Okay. It means like they're not mature enough to understand asset protection and what could possibly happen when things go south. And a lot of people are like, oh, well then you're, 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 you're basically you know, assuming things are going to fail. Well, you know what? It's best to assume things are going to fail when you're in love with each other than when you fucking hate each other. Okay. So if they will not sign a prenup, you do not get married. Okay. It's a, it's a good, it's a major red flag, right? <laughs> it's a major red flag. Um, I teach my kids, you know, once, once you have kids, well, my daughter is different, right? Women, like they sort of have their own choice. Of, of things, right? But men don't have a choice, right? So I teach my son this. If you, uh, if you don't want kids, you must be in control of the birth control, right? Don't trust that she's taking a pill. Don't trust the condom if she gives it to you. She might've poked a hole in it, you know, whatever. You don't know what, you need to be in control of all that stuff, 
Okay. If you don't want to have kids, you're wearing a condom. If she says, Oh, I don't like condoms. I don't like the way they feel. Well, tough shit ski. We're either wearing a condom and doing this, or we're just not doing this. Right. You got to be in control. You could get, <laughs> you could get a vasectomy in your twenties. I don't recommend it though. They, they're, they say that they're reversible, but they're not as reversible as you think. Um, I, when I got my, when I got my vasectomy, uh, after I had kids, right. After I had kids, I don't want any more kids. That's the perfect time to get a vasectomy. But they gave me a whole pamphlet talking about how it's not guaranteed. You know, it's not guaranteed. So you shouldn't do this if you, uh, as, a, as a method of birth control. It's just, you might not ever have kids again if you do that, right? You're taking a risk. You're taking a big risk. Um, let's see. Uh, as far as maintaining the relationship, then, you know, there, I'm going to recommend that you that just go back to the long-term relationship chapter, because that's that chapter. I'm going to talk about how to maintain a long-term relationship, right? I'm going to explain that uh, in depth in that chapter and the marriage and children thing, you know, that's all, uh, that's all about legalities and, and uh, being smart and how it's not, <laughs> it's not a good idea. That's pretty much what that chapter is going to be about. Everything else, like as far as maintaining relationships will be in the long-term relationship chapter. All right, we are an hour and 15 minutes. Do condoms really work? Yes, condoms actually do work. Yeah. The reason why people end up getting pregnant with condoms is because they break, you know, and sometimes they do break, right? But there's a there's options there, right? There's morning after pill and stuff like that. But but they I've I've had uh, in my entire life, I've only had a couple of condoms break, right? Most of the time they're they're just fine. A uh, strong father is key to influencing a daughter, especially if the mother is a whack job. A hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. That's all I have for this episode, guys. I hope it gives you some things to consider teaching your kids. Again, check out Aaron Clary's course as well. That goes into a lot of topics I didn't even touch on, right? The link is in the description for, uh, for Aaron Clary's teachable course. Um, or it's, it's actually his whole school. So be sure to click on all products to find the dad you never had course. All right. Um, I highly recommend it. It's like 12 hours long. You want that vasectomy? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, go for it. A lot of doctors won't do it, though. If you haven't had kids yet, a lot of doctors uh, won't do it. So, but some will, you know, just find a doctor that'll do it. But just, just know that if you ever want to have kids, it's not guaranteed, Billy. Uh, let's see here. Also, don't forget. Oh yeah. So check out Aaron Clary's teachable course. Uh, the links in the description for that click on all products. That'll take you to the dad. You never had course. Highly recommend that one. If you're looking for solid advice to teach your kids, he's got a wealth of information in there. Like I said, it's 12 hours long. It's well worth the money. Also check out Rolo's third book, positive masculinity, um, for other great information. The big thing though, right. Is don't talk about it be about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Show your kids what it's like to be a, a successful red-pilled dad, right? Show them what it's like to have healthy relationships, what it's like to, uh, to set the tone and lead in those relationships. Be the example. Show, show your kids what, it, what it, it means to take your health and fitness seriously. You know, going to the gym every day without fail right? There's days I don't feel like going to the gym, but I do it anyway, because I'm disciplined to do that. That's an important lesson to teach your kids that discipline is greater than motivation. 
You know what I mean? Don't wait to be motivated to do something. If you know you have to do it, fucking do it, right? But demonstrate that. Be a, uh, talk. Don't talk about it. Be about it. All right. Be sure to tune in Friday. I plan to talk about how to get your wife to want to bang you again. How many guys find their way into the space because they've lost intimacy in their marriage or relationship and they just want her to bang them again, right? There's quite a few guys, right? Quite a few is the answer to that question. So I thought I thought I had already done a stream about this, but when I went back through my stuff, I, I couldn't find one. Couldn't find one. So I figured, well, we could talk about that on Friday. And if I have done a stream on it, we could talk about it again, <laughs> right? It's always... It's always a, a, a pertinent topic for men, right? Other than that, I don't see any more super chats, so we'll just go ahead and close this out. If you guys haven't done so already, please like. Oh, let me turn off this banner. All right, there we go. Be sure to like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Drop a comment. Any comment will do if you're watching on the live. Drop a comment below your favorite emoji. Thank you for everybody that sounded off in the live chat today. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. I'm on all the good platforms. Thank you for everybody that sent a super chat or a super sticker today. That really helps support the show, probably more than anything else. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I will send you some free stickers for your troubles. If you have signed up for the email list and you have not received an email from me asking for your mailing address, uh, DM me on Instagram or something like that because sometimes the email gets it gets lost and people spam filters and, and they, just, they just don't get it. So if you haven't gotten your stickers yet, but you've signed up for the list, DM me on Instagram. Um, other than that, check your email and look for an email from me asking for, for your mailing address. I purposely am not asking for it as a part of the signup because I'm not trying to keep people's addresses. I just want your email address so I can contact you if I ever get banned from social media. So um, anyways, do that. I'll send you some free stickers. If you guys like those stickers, designs are available as uh, merch as well. The merch store. I also have Rule Zero merch. That's actually really popular right now. Uh, the Rule Zero merch is available as well. Merch.comeonmanpod.com. Check out the Practical Law of Attraction course. Um, I talked about that a lot earlier, so I won't go into that too much. And then finally, get on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. You can join for as little as $10. The first happy hour hangout is tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you guys want to get in on that, Join a group of like-minded guys, chop it up, talk about whatever you want, man stuff without worrying about offending people. Uh, get on the Patreon. It's only 10 bucks. Do it now. And then um, and then you can join join the call tomorrow night. It's a, it's a live call. We'll all be here chopping it up, drinking beers, whiskey, smoking cigars, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. It's all available for you guys. Uh, that's it. So I will see you guys on Friday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. Now, go out and get it.